American Home Shield uh, is our sponsor, you know, replacing a refrigerator, replacing your heater or your air conditioner. That's the last thing you need to do. That's why American Home Shield is there. They offer a choice among three great plans. So whatever your budget is, it's affordable. Nobody likes to think about the household breakdowns, but the truth is they do happen. And Home Shield is there, helping you cover the cost uh, of the parts or the entire system uh, if your system or appliance breaks. They've been around for over 50 years. Trust me, I wish I would have had them when my air conditioning went down. I had to pay for all of it, and it was quite a hit. It will be the same with you unless you have AHS, AHS, American Home Shield, AHS.com slash Beck. Save $50 on your plan right now, $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. It's AHS.com slash Beck, 50%, or, uh, sorry, $50 off uh, any plan. Service freeze limitations and exclusions do apply. The plan details are all available at American Home Shield. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. just me probably is maybe it's just me but something feels very wrong with this whole ukrainian war thing it feels wrong in the media it feels wrong online uh it feels wrong with russia it's just something isn't right what is it we're missing this is not a program for you today if you just want to live in a black and white world if you just want to say um, anybody who says we shouldn't go in and, and support Ukraine with troops and bombs and and fly our planes in there just loves Vladimir Putin, probably a spy, probably working for Vladimir Putin or the opposite. This is not the show for you. This is a show where we need to think things through logically and figure out what's going on and what is in the best interest of not only freedom across the globe, but here in America. We begin there in 60 seconds. Sandra wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I used to have really serious back pain. I I couldn't do anything because of it, she writes. Even a simple task made my back feel like it had flames going through it. Now I can do everything and I have no pain. Thank you. I am so glad I started Relief Factor. 
Relief Factor is not a drug. It was started by doctors to help reduce your uh, inflammation in your body. And the major source of most pain and most illness really comes from inflammation. It has four key ingredients that work together with your body as it fights inflation. I take Relief Factor three times a day, have for the last couple of years, and I am, I got to tell you, I wouldn't be here today without Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start developed for you at $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right, I want to go just first. Let's go through the facts on all of the things that have happened. And then I want to, over the next couple of hours, pull this apart and Look at this one piece at a time because it doesn't feel right to me. So let's just go over the facts first. Let's start February 26th, which was Saturday. Russian President Vladimir Putin has told both nations that if they join NATO, there will be uh, military political repercussions. Biden administration also said that they believe that Russia plans to threaten to kill the families of Ukrainian soldiers if they don't surrender. Also, NATO Secretary General uh, Jans Soltenberg says that the alliance sending thousands of commanders to nations in Eastern Europe near Ukraine. It'll be beefing up arms support and continuing to send weapons and air defenses to Ukraine and reinforcing defenses on allied territory, territory of NATO. Uh, Russian state news uh, has announced that Russia is deploying 12,000 Chechens to Ukraine. The the Chechens are uh, brutal brutal killers probably the most brutal on the earth um uh, saturday britain's ministry of defense put out new intelligence update on the russian ukraine war they say russian forces have continued their advance on kiev with the bulk of their forces and are now 30 miles away from the city ukraine's ministry of interior has asked all people in the country to turn off the geolocation on their cell phones as russians are beginning to track gatherings of people uh, as locations may possibly be tracked even with geolocation gps turned off It is best to completely remove the battery on your cell phone, if possible, to ensure your location cannot be tracked. Uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky seemed to hint that Turkey had closed its strait, leading many reports uh, that uh, uh, they have done this. But reports by Reuters say Turkey has not yet decided to close the straits. I believe that happened later. Um, Ukrainian Minister of Foreign Affairs, Dmitryo Kulba has responded to apparent propaganda that Ukraine has plans to launch a dirty bomb into Russian territory. Then YouTube blocked the Russian state uh, news Russia Today, as well as other Russian channels from receiving money from advertisements. French President Emmanuel Macron said um, he has asked Lushenko, the president of Belarus, to demand that Russian troops leave the country. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered Russia's nuclear deterrent forces on alert in response to Western sanctions and rising uh, tensions. This was yesterday. 
Former U.S. defense intelligence analyst said that Putin is escalating the conflict into the nuclear domain in order to de-escalate, that is, topple Kiev's regime quickly due to the fact that his forces aren't getting the job done. Russia's war on Ukraine failed to provide Russia a quick and decisive victory after four days of fighting. Russia reportedly pulled their ally, um, Belarus. Is that how you say it? Belarus? Belarus. Belarus, sorry. Belarus um, in on the conflict, according to the Ukrainian news. Uh, Yada, yada. The embassy in Moscow for the United States has put out an announcement telling all U.S. nationals to leave Russia, quote, immediately. Lindsey Graham stated that he believes Russia may be ready to level a Ukrainian city with a nuke and kill thousands of civilians to break their will and break our will. He's a moron. Uh, The British Defense Ministry has put out an intelligence update that says Russia's ground forces remain 30 miles north. Now, this is 24 hours later. They're still 30 miles uh, from uh, Kiev. Uh, let's see. Fighting is heavy. British Prime Minister stated the United Kingdom would send 40 million more pounds in aid to Ukraine for medical supplies and assistance to the country. Now, today, the exchange rate for the Russian ruble is now at a record high at about 117 to 125 ruble for every one dollar. The central bank has also lifted the borrowing rate from 9.5 percent interest rate to 20 percent this is in russia we are at now european u.s defcon 2 there are two defcon settings one in the united states theater here at home and one in europe the one at home is at defcon 3 defcon 2 the last time America had a DEFCON 2 setting was for the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. DEFCON 2 is the highest uh, preparedness level. DEFCON 1 means nuclear war is imminent or already happening. This puts our ground forces and all of our forces in a be ready to Engage the enemy within six hours. DEFCON 3 is be ready to deploy in 15 minutes. Two means six hours to engage the enemy. So we are gearing for war in Europe. Now, something doesn't feel right. So, Europe decided to impose the SWIFT sanctions. Now, the SWIFT sanctions, a little piece was kind of left out by everybody last week that's kind of important. Everyone, including me, was calling for the SWIFT sanction. Seems pretty easy. Cut off their banks. We're still not cutting off their oil supply. That should be done before anything else. We are still buying Russian oil and gas, and so is Europe. Even though that is true, gasoline is now $8 a gallon in London. $8 a gallon. 
Joe Biden said last week that he was going to do everything he could to make sure he eases the pain at the gas pump. And he's reached out to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has said no to us. He's reached out. He's close to a deal with Iran. But he closed yet another avenue for oil here in the United States this weekend. Fact number one that doesn't make sense. If you have something and you are really, truly trying to help America and help the little guy with gas prices, the last thing you do is open up the strategic oil reserve. The first thing you do is open up all of the pathways to pump more oil and refine more gas. The last thing you do is buy oil from Iran and Russia if they are your enemy. If you think that it's it's worthy of DEFCON 2, then you should probably make sure since we don't have solar panel jets yet, that you have the fuel in country to be able to fight a war. So fuel makes no sense. The next thing that doesn't make sense, the swift sanctions. First, we didn't do them. And the first thing you do after you cut their oil, which we still haven't done, is cut their banking system and you hurt them at the bank level. Now, that sounds great. However, I learned something new as soon as they did it. Then experts decide to say, oh, by the way, here's what happens when we do that. Shouldn't we have known that last week? Shouldn't some of these experts have been out last week and say, Here's why we're not cutting Swift. Here's why we're not cutting them out of Swift. Swift, by the way, is the international banking system, so you can transfer large sums of money between banks. Okay, you can't, as a country, do business if you can't communicate between banks. So they're out. So what does that mean? Well, Russia apparently has billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars in debt with banks all over the world. If they can't pay those loans, what happens? That hurts the banks on our side. So the banks have a shortage. The banks become unstable after the Russian banks do. But the banks become unstable here. And I don't understand. Honestly, I'm trying. I've, (laughs) I've reached out to people who know these things. I still can't understand it yet, but I will hopefully by tomorrow and be able to explain it to you in a much better way. But they're also having to deal in U.S. dollars, and that's how they pay their loans, which makes a shortage of dollars for these banks in the West, which means the solution is for our Federal Reserve to print more U.S. dollars. And we're talking about trillions of dollars. Hmm. Now, how does that help us at home? So our gas is going up and our dollar is being deflated even more. Okay, that doesn't really make sense. Here's another thing that doesn't make sense. Somebody help me out. I believe they're E4s. Look that up, Stu. 
I believe they're E4s, and they may be different now. But back in the 80s, we had E4s. And the first thing we would do when we would go into a country is we'd knock out its power and its communications. You don't want people being able to, you know, the troops to be able to communicate with command. You knock out command and control communication. Okay. You also knock out the electricity. It causes confusion and chaos. That way, no one has any information. The Russian Internet, I'm sorry, the Ukrainian Internet is Russian companies. Now, why wouldn't these Russian companies be told by Vladimir Putin, please don't let anybody communicate and organize online? Don't let anyone uh, start putting out propaganda of how well they're doing. For God's sake, shut the Internet off before you get Zelenko looking like a world hero. Zelensky. Yeah. Or Zelensky mm-hmm. looking like a world hero. If I'm Putin, I'm probably throwing those people out of windows. I don't know. By Saturday. Why? Why didn't they go in with the jammers? Are the E4s the jammers? E4s, it's a mobile command and control post. In a plane. Yes. Right? Okay, yeah. So they can, they can jam everything and make sure our communications are up, I believe. Anyway, doesn't matter. What matters is we shut countries down when we go in. It's the first thing we do. Why didn't he do that? Why are we still seeing all of these stirring pictures? It doesn't work to his advantage. It only strengthens the Ukrainians and strengthens the world's resolve against Putin. Am I right? We were told there was going to be all the cyber attacks and all these things leading up to it, which he can shut that down immediately. Wasn't there something that Elon Musk and his satellites are providing yes. some Internet? But that's so still yesterday, there was some problems with their Internet, some problems with one of their Internet providers, as I understand it. Uh, and so th- they needed some backup. So Elon Musk sent his technology over to them, which doesn't require Internet. It's all on satellite. It's great technology, yada, yada, yada. And I'm glad he did it. But he should have been asked to do that on day one, not over the weekend. Again, more things that don't add up. And I don't know what they add up to, but something isn't right. And we'll continue in 60 seconds. The one thing that we must do is exercise our heart. We have to keep the heart of America, that charitable, see people in pain, heart open. Uh, We have to continue to support our police and our heroes, their families. Let me tell you something. Um, If the military doesn't know who their friends are, uh, that's a problem. Uh, Our military, we have always supported our military on the right because it's basically our sons and daughters. Leftists aren't sending their kids into the military. 
Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families, the first responders that give their life or give their limbs, the ones that are going overseas to fight our battles. They do everything from lifting their mortgage up and so they don't have to worry about a mortgage. That family can continue to stay together without all that pressure to building homes, mortgage free homes for these these uh, people who survived and, and now maybe can't work because of it. Our nation's hero, the people that put their lives on their line for our country and our communities need your help. Help these heroes and their families. You can do it by joining a great, a great organization, Tunnel to Towers, on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. T, the number 2, T.org. T2T.org. Donate now. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, a couple of other things that don't make sense to me. First of all, Zelenko was not known mainly to the world, not known to people like, you know, my wife, who doesn't pay attention to all of this stuff. To the point that people keep calling him Zelenko on national radio. I know, I know, know? sorry. That's that's one of the craziest parts. Sorry. Zelensky. Zelensky, sorry. Mm -hmm. There's just too many Russian down. Yeah, I know, there is a Zelenko. It's not Mm -hmm. Zelensky, sorry. Uh, uh, So... So Zelensky's not not known to the average person a week ago. The only thing people they may have known him from some of the Trump back yeah, and forth, that's it. and maybe that's that it. he was a comedian or a, an actor that played Correct. the president on uh, in, on, t- on TV, I believe, yes. right, and then was elected president. Okay, so he's not known now. He's known as a hero. In mm. fact, he's known by the average American now, and is kind of in the position if you kill him. It's almost like killing the Archduke Ferdinand. Remember what happened with the Archduke Ferdinand? Something else doesn't make sense. Why are all the anti-war left people all of a sudden so pro-war? Have you noticed that? All the people who won't defend our borders are demanding that we defend the borders of Ukraine. All the people who are against the Second Amendment are all saying, hey, look how great this is. They're handing guns to all of their citizens. Uh, all those who you know, said the truckers should all go to jail are now saying these anti-war people in Russia, they shouldn't be prosecuted. We should go help them. What what is what's what's happened here? What exactly is happening? More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I was in uh, at CPAC this weekend. I said, you know, Putin is evil. Yet it was spun as I was for Putin. Isn't that weird? <laughs> A hmm. um, lot of um, a lot to mortgage refinance than just a lower rate. It's an opportunity to access home equity, fund home improvements, maybe pay off high interest debt before those rates rise again. All of these things and more are possible when you give American financing a call. 
This is the lender that I recommend. They're salary-based mortgage consultants. They're in it for you. They're not in it for the bank. That means you don't get any pressure, no obligation. There's no tricks or anything else. Just simple conversations about the many ways they can save you money. And I'm talking about $1,000 a month possible. You can also skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Take some of the pressure off, do the right thing, get into a locked lower interest rate with American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the, po- the the program that will come out and say Putin is a bloodthirsty killer and should not have the support of any American. He is a bloodthirsty killer, period. He is a, a blight on his people and the people on Earth. However, Ukraine also has its problems of corruption, and much of that is centered with the Biden administration and former uh, Obama administration and Hillary Clinton. So they're not clean either. We can also say the Ukrainian people want their freedom and do not want to be Russian. And we should do everything we can as individuals to help them. Should we go to war? Let's hold off on that. Let's be very careful. We're at DEFCON 2. This is the first time the United States has been at DEFCON 2 since 1962. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Let's slow down here just a minute. We're bringing Pat Gray in from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. I I don't think we're going to have to do much more because uh, the International Federation of Soccer has taken care of this for us. You see the sanctions they imposed on the Russians? I did. I did. Oh, my God. I did. Yeah. Uh, On Sunday... They said that Russia can no longer be known in soccer circles as Russia. What? They must now be called mm-hmm. the Football Union of Russia. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. 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 There's another one. Wow. I don't know if you got yeah. this one, but this is the real body blow. The world judo body. I just heard this. Has suspended. Breaking news. Putin as its honorary president. No. This thing's over. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah this so thing's over. He was a big judo, mm. you know, <laughs> whatever. Look, I want the war to end like everybody else, but that's going too far. Right. I, I know. Mean, they're I know. Too now far. it's humiliating. There are yeah, the right. Geneva Convention. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> speaking, agreements after all. Speaking of weird <laughs> things. I wish I could share more, writes uh, Rubio. I wish I could share more, but for now, I can say it's pretty obvious to many that something is off with Putin. He has always been a killer, but his problem now is different and significant. It would be a mistake to assume this Putin would react the same way he would have five years ago. Apparently, he is referencing a uh, a fairly well-known idea that has been circulating the uh, circles of uh, intel for the last few years 
that Putin has been diagnosed with a severe brain tumor. Mm. And they think that this may be affecting his judgment. Uh, wow. wow. Send him you so know, in doctors the United- without borders would be a. <laughs> can we just take a look? Can we? Because maybe we could help you out here. So in the United States, we've got a president with dementia. And in Russia, we've got potentially uh, uh, the, the leader of that country with a brain tumor that's mm-hmm. affecting his judgment. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. You know what the problem is on both of those? Is uh, when those leaders have damn near absolute power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they can just sign things into a decree and we just do them. That's that's why a constitutional republic is so important. What are the chances that all of this happening weakens Russia to the extent that he his enemies at home decide to remove him from power? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do that. That's we're yeah, that's what these that's what the sanctions would be for. Mm-hmm. That would be you know, great. That would be great if somebody uh, took him out. Except, could we wait just a second? No, well, we know it's we, going to be somebody worse. Of yeah. course, so we, who is going to, to replace yeah. him? Of course, it's a problem. <laughs> Although you, you, there might be some validity to that because they have run into a situation I don't think they expected. They're taking uh, more severe losses than I think they thought. Yeah, why they were going to. Yeah, that's why it's, it's 4,300 so, troops already. Why? Uh, 4,300 Russian troops are dead. bloodthirsty killer. Yeah. He doesn't care. Why is this happening? I mean, if Biden were doing it, okay, I get it. He's mm-hmm. a moron. Everybody mm-hmm. who's running our Pentagon, they brought us, you know, uh, Afghanistan. Putin doesn't do that. Why would... Why would the elite let communications remain, electricity remain? Why wouldn't he roll well, in now? Just the number of troops, too. I mean, like they, they made this big deal of 190,000 troops, which is a lot. But I mean, Ukraine has 250 to 270,000. That doesn't even include the citizens that are just going and picking up guns right now. So, so usually, to try to invade an yeah. entire country, Russia has a million troops plus another two million reserve troops. And they sent in 190,000 for this giant country? It's just a, it's a weird approach. They don't seem to be, mm. now look, they're, they're doing all sorts of terrible things. But this does not seem like the full force of the Russian military right now. So I don't know what they're doing. Like part, I had that thought of maybe they're trying to signal, a, 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 we're going to take over the entire nation, so that when they fall back to these, re, these couple of regions, everyone's like, oh, thank God, they only took those two regions, right. which is what they were going for in the first place. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Mm. I can't come up with a lot of rational explanations for I, it. You know, when you say, you know what? We're going to put our nukes on ready alert. Uh, that's a problem. That's like a real problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Belarus coming in. That's another thing. Belarus has announced they're sending their troops in. They're okay. now on Russia's side. We knew they were on Russia's side. Chechnya, too. Yeah, Chechnya. So now you have you have another nation state and Chechnya involved. Um, what does that do to the neighbors there? They're, are the neighbors, Poland, mm. Hungary, are they just going to sit there and go, yeah, we're going to let those guys go in? And take Ukraine. I mean, when it was one against one, maybe. But now the other countries that are in Europe are starting to fight for and with the Russians. Well, Belarus was always there, though. I mean, I know, but the only reason the guy's in power is because of Russia. I know. So, I mean, but it is it's it's significant. They're almost Soviet 
satellite countries. Yeah, I know. But yeah. still, it still. is it is different than just one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. is, are, is yeah. anyone going to join? I just... There is a growing chorus of people because we're seeing the heroics of of the people in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the heroics. Let me let me ask you this. Let's say uh, Russia was going <laughs> to let's say all the blue states decided to declare war on all of the red states. Are they going to shut down? Do you think Google's going to shut down? Our ability to be on Facebook and share sure. our videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course they, they would. would. Of they're, course they would. We're not would. even at war and they're shutting down our ability I know. to share videos. I know. Right? I know. So, of course, they're going to do <laughs> that. Right. Why is the Russian uh, oligarchy allowing these videos to be posted and shared? They're on um, uh, networks that are owned by Russians. So what's the suspicion there? What what is the I don't know. Just there are too many things that all that everybody who wants change in the world mm-hmm. uh stand to gain. Everybody in this. Can you name one way the American people can win in this? The American people, not the government, the American people. How do we win in this? Even if we don't go to fight, how do we win? I mean, the, the best the best case scenario is maybe Ukraine kicks their ass and he goes home and gets removed from power and it and stabilizes it, the region. I mean, long term, maybe, maybe there's a win there. Maybe, uh, but, I mean, but in the meantime, how do we lose? Oh, we're. I mean, our supply chain is destroyed, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Our financial system and our economy is in for real trouble. Real trouble. Gas and oil. Mm-hmm. Real trouble. Okay, so I can find a million ways the American people lose. Uh, I can't find anything other than, you know, rainbows and unicorns on how we win, you know, uh, uh, Mm. us as people. okay, Mm -hmm. here in America. Um, And yet every single group that has asked for change and want are, are leading us into a new glorious empire from Russia and uh, and uh, what's his name? Um the prophet over there that has been saying, you know, we need a, a new world order led by Russia. He's getting everything he wants. He's getting chaos, everything that he wants. Um, you have Russia still getting all of the oil and gas sales, including more than usual. OK, you have the Europeans who are all for the Great Reset, who are all for clamping down on people that they're now accusing like us of being pro Putin. They, they can clamp down on us. If we're at war and we're saying, wait a minute, we're not going to, if they're closing down Russia, they've already been closing us down. It just seems as though nothing is coordinated. I'm not suggesting that what I am suggesting is what I said at the end of you know, what I said was coming years ago, that the anarchists, the communists uh, would all work together uh, to overthrow the West and America. Now we are out of this weakened stage. Is Russia trying to get us into a war 
because it would collapse us. Now, it's going to collapse him, too. But if you're best buddies with China, notice China is sitting this one out. China's a big winner. Mm-hmm. And your best buddies with China, maybe he thinks, I'll get the number two spot. I'll get Europe. Because China will prop me up in the end and bring me back and we'll have the glorious Russian Empire funded and sponsored by China. Everyone that has an agenda to change, fundamentally transform the United States of America wins in every scenario I can come up with. And I can't come up with one where the American people and freedom win. That should cause us pause because everybody is drawing sides right now. And and soon, if not already, what I'm saying to you now will be interpreted by many as being pro-Putin. I'm not. I think Putin is a bloodthirsty killer. If we could put a bullet in his head today, it would be a very good thing. But before we before we all express to each other, we're at DEFCON 2. Let's remember DEFCON 2 hasn't happened in the United States since 1962. And we were on the world of blowing each other up. This has gotten very serious for the entire world quickly. Maybe some adults should have a conversation openly. And those adults are not in government. Those adults are you. We need to discuss this and calmly and rationally think this through. Does that make sense to you, Pat? Stu? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how we win if we don't do anything either. So I know <laughs> it just seems. And, what, and who always wins in that? The left always has a lose-lose situation and a win-win for them. Yeah. Always, mm. always. All right, uh, the Tuttle Twins. The attack on freedom might seem a little more pronounced in other places in the world right now than it does in America, but it is real here. We have got to preserve our history. It could go away tomorrow. Um, Please, uh, we have to be able to rise up and say no to big government and yes to personal freedom and liberty. And our kids have to understand it. All these things are covered in the Tuttle Twins books. They're entertaining. They're educational. Uh, Every single household in America should have them. Remember, our future as a nation rests in their hands. The Tuttle Twins, offering a free copy of 13 questions to level up uh, with your family on uh, the Constitution. So at the family dinner table conversations, they have 13 questions to make sure your family is talking about the right things. You'll get along with the uh, free workbooks. If you order today, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get a 35% discount plus the bonuses. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy world with TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com.
This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I uh, I was at CPAC over the weekend. You can find that speech. I don't I don't know if we've posted it yet, uh, but also uh, Tulsi Gabbard spoke right after me, and she was fantastic, fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. I was sitting backstage with a bunch of people, and they're all like, "I can't believe this is coming out of the mouth of a Democrat." I mean, she is right. She is right on almost everything she said in that speech. In fact, everything she said in that speech, as far as I remember it, right. is it, it, notable. I, mean, I think she has an eight uh, percent conservative voting record. Yeah, eight. But she's but talking she's, about principles. She's just on yeah, the same step with a lot of people on these issues. We are beyond um, talking about tax policies, and we have to talk about principles. Mm-hmm. The same thing with this Putin mm-hmm. thing. You know, it, I mean. Maybe it's just me that doesn't feel this is right. But everybody seems to be scrambling for a position of send in troops. Who's saying that? I I, send in troops. Are you hearing that from a lot of people? I am. I am hearing the people that didn't that work against the Second Amendment cheering for guns. I'm hearing. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just hearing the beginnings coupled with all of these very great things coming out of the Ukraine. That works to soften the American heart towards war, believe it or not. Because we see these people day after day, and I don't know about you, but I look at them and I'm like, man, yeah. I want to do something. I want to help them. You want to help. I want to help them. But do you want to send in American troops? Because no, I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't. And short of that, they're going to get overrun. Eventually. I mean, it might take more time than Putin imagined, but he he will take that country. Back in a minute. Your health belongs to you, and so does the responsibility for taking care of it. Over the last couple of years, we learned just how responsible government and big pharma are with your health, which is to say uh, we shouldn't really rely on them. You need a strong immune system, and that's where Z-Stack comes in. Z-Stack is a specially formulated natural immune-boosting supplement. It's formulated by the world-renowned Dr. Uh, Vladimir Zelenko, the, which is not the guy running uh, Ukraine. Just want to let you know. It's uh, kosher, GMP certified, produced right here in the United States. It is a way for you to... Um, to sidestep big pharma until you absolutely have to keep your immune system up keep fighting the things that your body should be able to fight go to zstacklife.com slash beck and enter the promo code beck get a small discount off your first order it's zstacklife.com slash beck promo code beck Got no 
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What is happening in Ukraine and what is it we should do about it? If anything, let's have a conversation as adults, not saying you're just pro-Putin or you're anti-freedom. Let's actually, as adults, have a rational conversation because Europe, the United States DEFCON level in Europe, has been raised to DEFCON 2. The next level is nuclear war. This is as high and as prepared as we can get. And the last time it happened in America was 1962. So maybe we should have a conversation before we go in guns a-blazing. We continue our conversation in 60 seconds. Phil wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, my normal pain level from arthritis and the use of my body over the years is typically at an 8 or 9. With Relief Factor, it's at a 2 or 3, sometimes a 1 or 2. Thank you, Relief Factor, for helping people just like me. That's amazing. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation. It's the major source of most of our pain. It has four key ingredients that work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. I take Relief Factor every single day. It has made an enormous difference in my life. The three-week quick start developed for you is only $19.95. That's a dollar a day. Hundreds of thousands have uh, tried it, and 70% of them take it every day, month after month after month. So go to relieffactor.com and see if it works for you. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief, or relieffactor.com. We have uh, Pat Gray joining us, uh, along with my executive producer, Stu Bergier. Uh, We're just talking about what's happening in the Ukraine, and what are we supposed to do about it? It's a hard question because the only thing we could do really to help them actually help them remain free and independent is to send troops and, and we could send supplies yeah and we are we are sending supplies but that's not going to stop the russian invasion i mean it might delay it for a while but it's not going to stop it they'd need i think they'd need american forces to fight off russia they're just you know they're one-tenth the size of the, of the russian army so is, are there any I Americans think, who want troops on the ground in Ukraine? I don't think so. Not very many. I've heard it's, many people arguing for that, though. Have you? No, I it's mean, just, but it's it's kind of just, it's nebulous what everybody is. I mean, what do yeah. you want to do? Yeah. Here's the thing we should demand that our government does. Shut down the Russian imports and the uh, Iranian imports of oil. Yeah. The one Shut thing he has down. not done. He, he hasn't touched their oil. Neither Correct. is Europe. Right. I know. Yeah. And you know what would solve that? Is if he wouldn't have shut down all of our oil and gas. He shut down all of our oil and gas. So now we can't say to Europe, don't worry, we got you covered. We can't do it. It'll take us eight months at least to get back everything, get back up online. And you know what Joe Biden did this weekend? Besides going to Delaware, 
Uh, Why? He, what kind of ice cream did he have? I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure. It looked like chocolate from really? the picture I saw. Yeah, it's wow. really good. Chips, yeah. chocolate chips. Any in there? Was it chocolate chocolate know. chip? I don't. Any marshmallow know. in there? I don't. Oh, know. I hope we find out for the media this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so once again, we have uh, shut down more oil processing uh, plants. We halted new drilling. Oh well. Over good. the weekend. Good. 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 That good. was a good move. Another what good the move. hell is that? So the first thing that we should do, we're not doing anything until you start <laughs> opening things up. And all of this bogus pain that the Americans are going to feel at the gas pump is not due to Russia. It is all mm-hmm. due to Joe Biden. No, well, period. Well, no, it's also due to Russia. <laughs> if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Russia, it would also it would be worse. Right. Um, uh, you know, we could we if, if they're we selling ha- if, more oil to our allies in Europe, they're selling more oil mm-hmm. uh, than they did two weeks ago. Right. But without the invasion, we wouldn't need the extra supply. Right. <laughs> the inv- Russia is still responsible for large chunks of this. However, if you prepared for uncertainty by, you know, having a supply of of the basic fuels you need. Uh, and able to export those fuels to help the global market, we'd certainly be in a much better position. Everything that Biden has done has made this worse. Uh, so that is a huge part of this. I think, though, you, you get to this point where, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to extend the, massive, the, the most amount of pain possible to the Russian economy to stop them here? Is that our goal? Is, is that essentially what we want to do? Like with these sanctions so far, I would like to do everything. Some here's what I here's as president of the United States, if I were president, here's what I would be saying. First of all, open up all of the spigots here. A hundred percent. First thing, should be doing that anyway. Yeah, Mm -hmm. open them up. Um, They're not going to do that. Today, the new IPCC report came out saying climate change was worse than ever. It's already happening. Shut up. So there's no chance of them embracing that philosophy. Got it. I'm saying if I were president, here's what I would do. First thing, open them up. Uh, the second thing I would do is I would be on the air all the time, like Reagan used to, speaking right directly to the Ukrainian people. And I would be saying, Ukrainian people, you, you are being seen by the entire world. We're watching you. We're praying for you. We're standing with you. And we are sending as much aid as we can. That means that we will help you with with uh, systems and bullets. But it is also we are standing ready with the Red Cross to help you. So your families aren't just slaughtered and left to die. We are with you. Continue to to rise up. That would make a huge, huge difference. It did in Poland. Remember, with the collapse of the Cold War mm-hmm. uh, with Reagan sending those messages directly into Poland. That made a huge difference. We don't have a Zelensky or a Beck, though, to make those speeches. We have a guy who fumbles through every sentence and is lucky to get through his ice cream. So that he, we have no ability to do that, which is a huge problem. I'm not criticizing your approach there. I'm saying it would be great if we had that ability. We do not. We do not. Okay. Um, the 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 next. You thing, disagree with that? Uh, no, no. Um, but we're not even trying. No, we're no, not no, even trying. Not even trying. Um, the the next thing uh, that I would do is I would be trying to encourage anybody that is in a position to 
take the position in Russia, uh, I'd be just encouraging them, and it might be just through squeezing their financial accounts, go kill that guy. Go kill that guy. You know, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Marco Rubio uh, said over the weekend, I wish I could tell you more, but all I can tell you is the old Putin wouldn't act like this. There's something different about this Putin. And what he's referring to is this idea that that Putin may have a brain tumor. You don't know. That's what you're, you're not saying that for him. You're saying that's the, the speculation. That's of what the speculation. Referring to. OK, so um, we. If that's true, we should be out with that. We should be saying that the guy we know through Intel has a brain tumor. That in itself would help destabilize Russia. Russia, the ruble is about to collapse. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's the worst day again today. Yeah. Uh, uh, since, like, I guess, 1998, they had a real collapse mm-hmm. of the ruble. It's worse than that today. Okay, so wow. it, it's... It's about wow. to collapse. The the Russian people are already on the streets saying no war. You release information that is credible that he has a brain tumor. And there's a brain tumor uh, rumor, intelligence, whatever it is. Is that is that saying the tumor is affecting his decision yes. making or decision making. he's seeing the end mm-hmm. of his life and trying to make a move before it's too decision late? Decision making. Okay. Although I think it could be both. Could be both. Could be both. So what what else? I mean, so do you do the swift uh, situations, cut them off from international banking? Do you uh, launch? Yes. Do you launch a no fly zone over everywhere? Out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? So you let Russian, uh, you know, I I don't put American planes up there Mm -hmm. against a nuclear power that is already said they're they're engaged with nukes. That they are ready to use their nukes. They're at DEFCON 2 as well. We're going to put our guys to police that. So then our guys are shooting down Russian planes. Oh, That's yeah. World War Three immediately. What about travel? Do you? Do you? Well, is it Maverick and Goose? Do we have our best out there? <laughs> we only have Iceman. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. No. He's pretty no. good, though. Yeah. He's pretty good, Goose. but he's no, he's no Goose Maverick. Didn't even make it through no the whole Maverick. movie. <laughs> yeah. I think sucked. Goose died. He couldn't even eject Goose properly. Died. Goose died. Yeah, Goose yeah. died. Couldn't even so. eject out of so, a plane properly yeah. without banging his head on the ceiling. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> Sorry. Rest in peace, Goose. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys too do? Do you guys do a no fly zone? Well, no. I wouldn't. I don't I think either. we're doing any of that, right? Like the question is, are you letting, uh, you know, our aircraft prevented from flying over Russia? I'm talking about not even military aircraft. I'm talking about aircraft c- containing with all sorts of supplies and cargo and important things. Like these things are are going all over the globe all the time. They're all avoiding Ukraine right now. As and I now, would if I were if I were a pilot. Exactly. And we've Hi, seen I'm Russia. Glenn, your pilot today. We are definitely not <laughs> flying over Ukraine. <laughs> we've seen a, 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 a tendency over the years for Russia to just have some incidents with aircraft yeah, crossing over there. Exactly uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh-huh. So they, we've already Europe is already shutting down. We're not letting any Russian flights go anywhere near us. They're shutting those things down. Eventually, you get to a point where no one can fly anywhere, and we have all sorts of problems with the supply chain, which I might remind you, we already have significant issues with. Uh, So that's another thing on top of all of this to consider. 
you know that that's the problem with the the gas and oil stuff too now i i tend to, i tend to be on the side of make this as difficult as possible and quickly and quickly and hope that it's enough for internally russia to rise up and say get this guy out of here because it's it's not if this goes poorly in ukraine it is not without it's not as uh, out of the realm of real possibilities that they will just get sick of this and uh, the, one of these oligarchs the, or or just the people yes. throw these guys at mm-hmm. throw them out of the office. Russian people are not for this now. Not that he cares about the no, Russian he doesn't people. care at all. He doesn't care at all. However, if the oligarchs and everybody sees that the the population is going unstable and it is also hurting them. Yeah, they probably put a bullet in his head. Let's stop this. OK, mm-hmm. you're you're making our business for what? What are you doing? Yeah. For what? That's another part of this. No one knows what he's after. You know, I mean, yes, he's saying stuff like he's after the collapse of the West. I really do. You don't think this is about him putting the band back together. This is I just want Ukrainian territory. It's ours. We should have it. I think he'd like to put the band back together. But he if he can do. Remember, how did how did Reagan collapse the Soviet Empire? Uh, part one was with the the big lie about Star Wars, the mm-hmm. Star Wars defense system, mm-hmm. and he made them spend themselves into, into oblivion. Into oblivion. Okay, what would this do to the West? What is what is just Swift doing to the West? We're having to print billions, if not trillions, of dollars more. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're already having an inflation problem. We have to now print. Billions, if not trillions of dollars more to bail out all of the Western banks that have any kind of loans with Russia. So that's not going to help our economic situation. If we do go to war, are we financially in the situation where we could afford an out and out war? We would collapse pretty quickly. Now, they would say, well, so will Russia. But if Putin is... As crazy as it seems he is, hell-bent on something we don't understand that it makes logical sense to him, that logic may be, yeah, but I'm the one remembered for taking down the West. And then all Mm. of this will will be easy to grab because all we have to do is appeal to their nationalism and their energy needs, and we got that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. I think the issue here is it's so hard to explain. There, there doesn't. None of this seems reliable. Like I, you know, watching this stuff this weekend, I started thinking: Is it possible we're just getting sort of this pro-Ukrainian side of this, right? Where not, not, not as far as like who's right or wrong. I mean, that's clear. But the side of maybe Russia isn't struggling as much as as we're being told. And you are so pro Putin. I'm not. I, I mean, I hope that's not it. But I was, it's, it's one of the it doesn't make any sense that Russia would would be doing the things that they're doing. So I wonder, are we getting mm-hmm. the true story now? That being I mean, said, unless he wants that Black Sea port so badly yeah. that he's he's willing to thumb his nose at the entire no, world. But it's it's more than that. He's not even fighting. He's fighting like Joe Biden. He is. Yeah, I would expect this. If Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump were going into war, it would not be fought like this. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would let them have it and take it as quickly as we could. We'd use all of our resources. 
you don't want to be, you know, you want to take the breath away from the Ukrainians. Well, they're not doing that. They're fighting like Joe Biden would fight it. Now, maybe that's because Putin does have a brain tumor or is crazy or whatever. I don't know. But if he's not, why is he fighting this way? Why is he? Why? I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Oh, we've talked a lot of times, though. Uh, and maybe it's just as simple as this is how wars are fought now. And because, you know, the elites got together 80 years ago and decided. Uh, all those rules, I think, are out the window right think so? now. I do. I think we're headed to a new <clears throat> world order. But mm-hmm. let's. I'd like to hear your opinion. 888-727-BECK. Do, can you explain this? What's going on? 888-727-BECK. Now, let's uh, tell you about real estate agents I trust. Finding the right real estate agent when you're looking to buy or sell a house or both is incredibly important. Mediocre real estate agents are a dime a dozen, but when you can get your hands on someone who knows precisely what the best practices are, what's really uh, needed to get the job done, then you've struck gold. Uh, You need somebody who can see the process through, someone who's, you know, someone who is doing more than just participating in the process and hoping that it'll all turn out. That's where real estate agents I trust come in. It's a company that I started because I was, I I didn't honestly know how to even find the right real estate agent. I don't know. Will you sell my house? Yes. Okay. We'll try you for a first year. I mean, what is that? How do you find them? There is a solution to this. And we have applied that to find the best real estate agents in your area, the ones that we deem having the best business practices and the best track record to help you. You do your own interview. Don't take my word for it. Just call. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to a freelance journalist who just escaped Ukraine on foot and one of uh, one of the brave parliamentary ministers from Ukraine that is still in Ukraine. We're going to be talking to them in about a half hour from now. So. uh Where do we go from here, do you think? Was anyone concerned about the uh, the DEFCON 2 thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah. Russians basically came out and said, hey, we're, we're on full alert for our nuclear weapons. Putin said that. Yeah, and Correct. He's, he's threatened everybody that it would, if anybody intervenes here, that you're going to get the worst experience you've had in your history or something to that effect, alluding to the fact that you know, you're going to get a nuclear launch against you. Now, we didn't I, I respond just, with that same standard, right? No. We, we didn't go, go to that level. And, you know, of course, the press is like, look at the restraint from Joe Biden. <laughs> look at this amazing <laughs> restraint. All right. They can to, to, spit it, can't they? they can. uh, amazing mm. restraint to, to not say back, oh, yeah, well, our nukes are bigger than yours. That's basically what the, that's insanity. Right. We do not want to get into a nuclear war. That's, let's, let's avoid that. <laughs> yeah. I'm throwing it out there, but yeah. let's avoid it if we can. That would be great. <laughs> I, and I think that's I mean, he launches one nuke. 
even if it was like a bunker buster nuke, you know, that we've mm-hmm. talked about using in the past that go mm-hmm. deep in the earth, they don't have the fallout and radiation, et cetera, et cetera. Even if it was that, the world would go crazy. Yeah. He immediately mm-hmm. loses if he does that. And why would he do that when just, what, three years ago, he said the next war is not going to be fought with nukes. It's going to be fought with ones and zeros. Maybe he really has changed and there's something to these rumors of him becoming much more erratic. Um, I don't know. And also, he could just be saying things, right? He hasn't, he hasn't done this, but we saw... Uh, last time, uh, everyone was like, well, I don't, you know, in Ukraine was like, ah, he's not going to come across this border. And there he is. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it, you, as you always say, Glenn, when people when crazy people say crazy things, you should take them at their word. And DEFCON 2 is taking him at his word. DEFCON 2 means that our troops are at their highest level in in Europe. They have to be ready to engage the enemy within six hours. Wow. Scary. The Glenn Beck Program. If you have a dog, uh, you know, he's not just a dog. Right, Pat? You've got a... I've got a dog. You know, you have a dog. and you How big is your dog? Pretends to be a dog. How big is yeah, it? Yeah, how big is your dog? Uh, how many pounds? About half the size of a, a nice-sized rat. <laughs> right. How many pounds? Like two? Yeah, I think she's four pounds. She's four, oh, four pounds. Four pounds. Oh, Literally four so pounds. Cute. What kind of dog is that? It's adorable. Uh, a, a, I forget what kind. A <laughs> yappy? mookie or a yappy, yappy or yeah. a, a yappy. yappy. A, a, a yippy, 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 I don't know. Yippy, yippy. <laughs> you feed her rough greens. Yes. She won't eat her food without it. Doesn't that seem like rough greens is almost taken us hostage now? Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't eat their food before, but now yeah. it's like, you won't put that on. I'm definitely not ever. I'm, in fact, I'm turning on you. Uh, the folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love this, and it's got all the vitamins and minerals that your dog needs and the probiotics that they're going to love it, and they'll get healthier. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Give you a free bag. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-33. Pseudos America, Pat Gray Unleashed, and Glenn Beck all on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we have Manny Marotta uh, on. He is uh, He's going to... We're having problems with our phone system. Our software systems have gone down. Putin. <laughs> um, but, so we're trying to get our phones back online. Um, we'll have him on as soon as we possibly can. Um, you know, the one thing I think it is important to think of is that I think there's a lot of... Democrats and leftists, uh, a lot of people who just could that have Trump derangement syndrome um, that see the Ukrainians as a substitute for them. And Putin is Trump. So I think they they see themselves because how else could you be for the Ukrainian people? And this fight against the power, um, you know, or just across the border. And yet you'd be for 
you know, throwing people in from January 6th and not have them even see a trial yet? How is it you're for Justin Trudeau silencing people and saying that a peaceful protest? How can you be for the protesters in Ukraine? And it doesn't make sense unless you see the Ukrainian people as yourself and you're a Democrat or a, a, a lefty and you see them fighting against their Donald Trump. I mean, I guess they'd argue that they think their side is just in these matters, right? Their side is right on January 6th. Their side is right on Canada. Their side Correct. is right on, on the battle between and Ukraine and Russia. And the big boogeyman there is their version of Putin, Donald Trump. That would, I mean, because yeah. I'm against Putin. Oh, yeah. And I'm for the Ukrainian people. Mm -hmm. And and how is it that we're being told we're somehow or another for Putin? We're not. We're clearly not. No. What's going on? Uh, let's go to uh, Manny. The phones are working now. Manny Marota, he is a freelance journalist. Uh, he actually flew from Pittsburgh uh, to uh, Ukraine to cover the lead up to the war with Russia. And he got caught up in it. He is now in Poland after a very long walk. Hello, Manny. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. You, you bet. Um, glad that you're out safe. Um, can you tell us what it was, was like over there when the alarms first started going off and you knew, oh, man, we're in trouble? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, up until the invasion, nobody knew that anything was wrong. And then suddenly on the morning of the invasion, we woke up uh, to the sound of air raid sirens. And it turned out that cities all over the country were being bombed and our city could have been next. Uh, I was in Lviv, which was a western Ukrainian city. We went outside and we heard people speaking on loudspeakers saying, uh, find shelter, help the elderly, stockpile water. It was yeah, uh, it was rather scary. I mean, the whole country began at once to panic. And it was one day, literally one day, nothing's really happening to, oh my gosh, here it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the longest time, the Ukrainians um, denied that anything was happening because they wanted to preserve, I mean, they wanted to preserve their sovereignty. They wanted to preserve their country. And so uh, they said, Putin won't invade. And we all believed him. And uh, we all believed Ukraine. And it, uh, it really seemed like Putin would not invade. And then this really came upon us suddenly. Um, it really suddenly, uh, Russian army was in uh, Ukraine, bombings were happening. And of course, uh, now thousands of people have died in this war with Ukraine, uh, war with Russia. So t tell us, I mean, because we're seeing uh, social media and we're seeing unbelievable uh, heroism uh, on the part of the Ukrainian people and the president of Ukraine, um, it seems like they're not willing to go anywhere. Is, is that the truth of what's happening? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, from what I saw from the Ukrainian people, they will defend their sovereignty until the very end. Um, Ukraine is a relatively newly independent country. In 1992, they uh, freed themselves from the Soviet Union. And now they are trying to defend themselves in the greatest possible sense. It's only been 30 years since they've become newly independent. And now Ukraine is trying to establish its own uh, identity in Europe and trying to keep itself free from you know, the reins of Russia uh, coming back to retake it. And so uh, the Ukrainian people are going to defend every street, every home, every alley, 
uh, every inch of Ukrainian soil they can, and they are enthusiastic about it uh, like you've never seen. Because they remember what life is like under Russia. I mean, I, I can't believe that Putin thinks that they would remember things, that they would forget things like the Holodomor quickly. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You tend to have a long memory on stuff like that. Absolutely. And the whole uh, the Holodomor is part of the national memory of Ukraine and they mourn it all the time and everywhere. There are monuments to it in nearly every major city. And of course, life under the rest of the Soviet times was terrible for the yeah. average Ukrainian. Uh, there were repression. Uh, there were repressions. You couldn't uh, practice free speech. Um, you had to stay in line with the party. You couldn't establish the mm. Ukrainian identity. You had to, to be a part of a Russian identity. And so Ukrainians are worried about that happening again. I spoke to several Ukrainians who had lived under the Soviet Union, uh, older Ukrainians, and they were just terrified that it would be something like that again, that Russia would exert power over Ukraine once again. So when you're walking out, you had about 50 miles, right? That's 70 kilometers? Yeah, thereabouts. Uh, it was like, I believe the exact amount was uh, 43 miles and 74 kilometers uh, was, the exact, was the exact number. But yeah, a very long walk, and it wasn't just me. It was thousands of Ukrainians, oftentimes elderly, oftentimes children, uh, and they're the ones who are the true heroes of the story. That the vulnerable members of society who are walking out of Ukraine this huge distance. And what did what did you what was your conversation like? My conversation with the Ukrainians. Yeah, on that walk, what did you learn? Yeah. Well, I spoke with a wide variety of Ukrainians. I spoke with children. I spoke with uh, young men. I spoke with old women. I spoke with a variety of people. And they all had, uh, they were all, first of all, they were all unified by their fear of being taken over by Russia. And that's why everyone was walking out. But everybody was, of course, uh, committed to protecting Ukraine as well. Uh, and their plan was to, to reform on the other side of the border and uh, to fight for Ukraine eventually. Um, and so the children, of course, were afraid. The children didn't know why they were leaving. The children didn't know why they were forced out of their beds by this invasion, why they had to march out into the cold, why they had to go without food and water, because these people didn't have food and water for the entire walk. Mm. Um, and it, it was just this long and grueling trek. And so the elderly people, as I mentioned to you before, they remembered Soviet times. They were mentioning that this could happen again, and that's why they were trying to to avoid that. Um, and so... They were, they were among, of course, the young men who would have to go fight uh, very soon into the walk. They were, they were conscripted into the army. And uh, it, was, it was just this wide conglomeration of people united by a fear and a hatred of Russian domination. When you got to Poland, you're in Poland now, are you not? I'm in Poland. I'm speaking yeah. to you from Krakow, Poland right now. Uh, wow. Uh, when you got to Poland... What did that feel like? What did the refugees go through? It was just an incredible sense of liberation among the refugees to be in a country that, of course, was not being invaded, but also a country uh, that was still sort of living under the specter of Russian domination. And now we're in Poland, which is a free country, a country that has its own long history of repression by Russia. Um, and there's a sort of solidarity between the Poles and the Ukrainians, and the Poles have been very receptive to the Ukrainian refugees uh, because of this brotherhood that they have, uh, because of their shared past of repression by uh, Russia. And so the Poles are taking the Ukrainians in, uh, in private homes, in hotels, in guest houses, 
tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians are staying and the Poles are welcoming them well. And it's just this great sense of relief. But the job isn't done until the war is over, of course. Tell me about two two tweets that you made. One, uh, you said, we made friends with a 24-year-old named Max who was pulled out of the caravan as he talked with us. I had time to get his number before yes. conscription, and he left with a grin of utter disbelief. I'll never forget that face. And the next one was a woman screamed for the army to spare her husband from conscription. A soldier slapped her and took her husband. Things seem really desperate. Tell me about this. Yes. Well, first I'll tell you about Max. Um, so during the long walk, obviously, as I mentioned, I spoke to many Ukrainians, and one of them was this uh, 24-year-old, uh, as I mentioned, 24-year-old named Max. Uh, Maxime was his name. Um, and we walked together for quite a long time. Uh, we learned about each other. He's pretty much my age. So uh, we had a lot to relate to with each other, even though we grew up on you know opposite sides of the Atlantic. Um, and so we sort of made friends. And then uh, towards the end of the walk, in the last 10 kilometers, uh, uh, an army, a Ukrainian army officer came along and said, all men aged 18 to 60, step out of this caravan right now. You're going to be conscripted to the army. And at first, Max didn't believe he'd have to go. And then the man yelled at him specifically. And he just looked at me with this, this shrug, this grin of, uh, as I mentioned, disbelief. And he stepped out of line. And uh, I didn't see him for uh, the rest of the walk, of course. Uh, but by the way, he did get back in touch with me. Um, so I've been in contact with him since then. And he is uh, safe and he's in Western Ukraine right now. And he is not currently fighting the Russians. So uh, I'm glad to hear from him. Hmm. The second story, though, is uh, the second story is a lot sadder. Um, as you mentioned, it's this brutal account of, uh, of a man being taken away from his wife. Um, what happened in that occasion is, as I mentioned to you, uh, Zelensky ordered that all men aged 18 to 60 had to be conscripted to the, to the Ukrainian army. And so um, this caused a lot of uh, fathers to be taken away from their children, husbands to be taken away from their wives, brothers from sisters and sons from mothers. And one of these couples, I won't forget, and it's the one that's mentioned in the tweet, uh, the husband and the wife, they began arguing with the soldier, I don't want to go, I can't go. Uh, I have to protect my wife because these these men were often caregivers for their families. Mm -hmm. They had to protect their families as they crossed the border. And so this man was just trying to protect his family. And the wife was pleading with the soldier. She was uh, on her knees at one point and she was standing up and she was crying. And um, he he was pretty not empathetic about it. And he uh, he hit her and he uh, they took the husband away. And it was. It was just this tragic scene, and it, it was not isolated either. This happened a uh, hundred times in just the time that I was there, and I'm sure it's happened 1,000 more times. It's crazy. So it, is your feeling that most are going because they want to defend their country, but there are a few that that are like, i, I got to protect my family, or are most of the Ukrainians serving because they have to? I mean, they're caught between a rock and a hard place here. Uh, they want um, to protect their families, of course, and their families' safety is their top priority, but then also they love their country deeply and they want to serve their country as well. And so some men have taken the choice where they prioritize the solidarity of their country over the, um, the sovereignty of the country, may I say, uh, over uh, the temporary, um, their, their temporary safety, their temporary uh, being alive. 
So they prioritize the sovereignty of the country. And then there's this other group who, who wants to keep their family safe. Right. And these are two very different groups, and they both have noble uh, intentions. Yeah. And they're just caught in this tragic situation, you know. Um, so, so Manny, what tough for men in Ukraine? Yeah, I, I've, I've only got about 30 seconds for an answer here. But um, with what you've seen, I've always believed if you send in a foreign troop and you have people that are defending their land, their family, their their country, um, you're you're most likely going to lose unless it's overwhelming force. With what you've seen, uh, do you, or who are you betting on, the Russians or the Ukrainians? Manny, see there. Mm. We lost him. Putin. It'd be pretty surprising if he said the Russians, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like. Yeah, but I really... mean, for, to to have somebody uh, that was there and could could see it, it would be surprising to hear that. But I think you'd be able to hear the, what the was, right? yeah, what was emotionally well, and what was. I thought this was a really underplayed and offensive moment from Joe Biden uh, before this was happening. Remember, they kept saying over and over again, they're coming in yeah. tomorrow, they're coming yeah. in tomorrow, and he yeah. was making all those warnings. And at one point he said, look, if the Russians want to come in here and take it, they're going to take it. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, we all know the different size of the military and the capabilities, and there's a lot to that, but you can't you can't just th- tell a country that they're going to lose, and they're not going to accept Especially that. one that hates the russians have been occupied and refuse to go back all right our sponsor this half hour is patriot mobile the line is in the sand it's been there for quite a while and that line isn't between democrat and republican conservative or liberal it is between americanism and leftism freedom and slavery good or evil that's it One of the best ways to stand up for freedom and fight the distortions from the left is to join together whenever we can to support businesses that hold the same values that we do. I've been talking about Patriot Mobile for quite a while now because that is what they do. Patriot Mobile, I saw them at CPAC this weekend. They were they were there Uh, and uh, and God bless them for all of the work that they do. It's beyond a phone service but let me just tell you about their phone service first uh patriot mobile they have plans to fit any budget 100 percent u.s-based customer support team is awesome they also share your values support organizations fighting for religious freedom constitutional rights and you're going to save money patriotmobile.com slash beck 972 patriot use the offer code beck and save 972 patriot or patriotmobile.com slash beck the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, the next name of the guest is C.V. Latoslav Urush. That sounds good, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's gonna roll right off my tongue when I introduce him. It, it didn't sound mechanical the it way didn't? you just did that. No, it sounded really natural. Sviatoslav, you rush, huh? A little better, a little, little better. I'll screw there. it up as soon as they're on the phone. Of course, member of the Ukrainian Parliament, youngest serving member of the Ukrainian Parliament, uh, now still in service and in country. 
we're gonna talk to talk to him about what he has seen and what is really going on with russia and the ukrainian parliament who is it siva toslav you rush siva tatsola right oh, yes. oh don't ask me in the this middle is the glenn back program front line of the invasion of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Russians are moving into it now. There are also negotiations happening. We don't know if uh, President Zelensky is in these meetings himself on the border of Belarus. Belarus has said they're coming in on the side of Russia. We are looking at a very dangerous situation. We are currently trying to make connections to um, the youngest ever member of the Ukrainian parliament who is still there in Ukraine. The parliament is still kind of up and running, uh, and he's going to tell us what's really going on in Kyiv right now, and hopefully he will have some other information he can share with us. From Ukraine in 60 seconds. So that inflation that we've been loving so much for a while now, uh, it might spiral even further out of control now, uh, not just because of the war in uh, the East with Ukraine, but also because of the sanctions now that we have put on, which I am for, but we enacted the SWIFT sanctions. That is going to mean our Fed most likely is going to have to print billions, if not trillions of dollars more to bail out all of the European banks that had any transactions going with um, Russia. So it's going to get worse. Gas prices are also spiking again. What is all, Why am I telling you this? Because there is something you can do. You know what else is spiking over the weekend? Gold prices. Find out about their special at Goldline right now. They have a special promotion that includes free silver, uh, one ounce Indian uh, replicas with every box of 20 of the historic Indian gold coins. You'll receive 10 of the silver replicas for free. They're tough to find with the silver shortages hitting the market. Now is a great time to get involved. Call Goldline now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. All right. We don't have him on yet. Um if you just join the show, you uh, please go back and um, and listen, because I think it's important that we have these conversations as adults on what's really going on. It doesn't feel right to me. 
Stu has been uh, talking off air this morning, and I don't think I've ever heard you <laughs> like this before. You're oh, you are the optimist to my pessimist many times. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this one really has you concerned. Well, I think you're sort of downplaying the really bad possibilities here. <laughs> you, you know, I because I think there's a there's a tendency, I think, understandably to say, OK, this is way over there. It's some battle between Russians and Ukrainians. And why are we involved in it at all? Uh, we, of course, have come, I think, a long way when it you know, when it comes to. Hang on just a second. We oh, have, sure. yeah, we, it, we'll, we'll pick this conversation mm -hmm. up. Um, we have the youngest member of the Ukrainian parliament. I apologize in advance for butchering your name. Uh, Sivia Toslav Urush. Welcome. Welcome to you, Mr. Beck. You've done perfect job of pronouncing that very Slavic name. Ah, mm. well, great to hear that. So, first of all, I want you to know that no matter what the American government uh, is doing or saying, the American people are with you. Um, we have been praying for you. We've been watching the heroics uh, online over the weekend, and we are with you. And that is most appreciated. Our job right now is to show the world the reality that Mr. Putin is waging a full-scale war unlike any war since the Second World War, since the invasion of Poland by Nazi Germany. Uh, this is the reality that he's trying to destroy our country. And we will do everything by everybody to keep that from happening. Our job here is simple, to keep our nation free and independent. And Mr. Putin wants to destroy us, the biggest state in Europe, for the sake of his own imperialistic ambitions. Do, do you... What, are the, what is the... Um the spirit of the people like do you have any idea on the on the civilians that the number of civilians that are fighting and have joined the fight we basically need everybody we can get for this fight the reality is that uh, we are allowing anybody who wants to join and needs to do so needs to fight and uh, basically, for the last couple of days, I was helping lots of veterans, lots of people with battle experience to receive that, those means and to try and join that fight down Kiev and in Kiev, because this is now, I'm in the capital right now, and this is the siege of that capital. So we've heard report that special forces are inside Kiev, um, and they're trying to confuse the defenses inside the city. Is, is that true? Are there Russian troops? Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, basically, there have been uh, various saboteurs that were uh, that were were captured in the in the center, uh, basically very close to the presidential office. And the point here is that uh, they are trying to sneak in various different ways. We also found people who were essentially put here before the invasion, you know, renting apartments and such. So they can spring secret agents to spring into action afterwards. But the point is, again, Russia's trying to basically destroy us, starting from the capital itself. So the point for us is very simply to not let that happen in every way we can. So that's why we are including everybody, informing everybody to be vigilant for the Russians. I mean, they were actually in, in the capital for, for quite a bit in the northern part of Kiev, and uh, there were heavy fighting there where basically we distributed arms as widely as we could to uh, try and uh, destroy those forces that enter the town. 
Um, any report, the negotiations are going on right now. Um, is Zelensky in the meetings himself? And have you had any word on how they're going? Uh, we are looking at that very closely, and the points that we see basically want to, he wants the same thing, destroying our sovereignty, our right to choose our own future, the right to choose our destiny, and uh, destroying our defenses entirely, as well as relinquishing some of the parts of Ukraine so he's already occupied. Uh, that should not happen either way, and the way we're pushing it at the moment provides us a very confident uh, understanding that if this continues, we'll show to him and to everybody else that Ukraine is not a pushover, that we shall fight for the very end. So is there any acceptable negotiation other than he backs out? That is not just our position, that is the whole world right now. We yeah. are very clearly and uh, very importantly saying that it is unacceptable that attacking nations and destroying nations in this century. That's all the lessons we should have received in the Second World War, in the First World War, and all the other destructive conflicts that uh, society has seen, the nation has seen. This should not be. Uh, this should not be the only point. Uh, this should not be allowed. And again, we in the world demand of him to stop um, the sanctions, I mean, we're just at a loss uh, here in America with our own administration. Um, the sanctions have, well, let me just get your opinion on them. Are they helping? Are they having no immediate effect? You know, what are you, what should the United States be doing or the West? Russia has broken every single rule that exists in the international community every single one. Uh, and for that, Russians to be pushed out of every single forum that exists uh, around the world. Uh, and the United States as the leading nation of the world should be the champion in that, should be, should be a nation pushing for that. And we would certainly appreciate that. Uh, well, U.S. is doing it a bit. We are certainly putting in those javelins we receive to good use, but we need so much more. There is never a point when something is enough as far as fighting one of the biggest nations, uh, one of the biggest nations, the biggest army in the world, and the biggest nation in the world. So the point here is that uh, nothing is enough, everything is welcome, and as much as you can provide, all that we put to good use, I'm seeing it already in Kiev. Uh, Germany has um, now joined the the nations supplying weapons and ammunition. Um, uh, Finally. Yeah, finally. Um, Belarus joining. Uh, I mean, we know that they were with the Russians uh, from the get-go, but now they're joining. Are, are you uh, at all hearing anything from other NATO allies that may join your fight? We are seeing a lot of countries wake up. The sites of the naked aggression Ukraine is experiencing finally opened the eyes to Ukrainian reality to many countries which were doubted before. And uh, basically, we are receiving minute by minutes of different countries making decisions, sanctioning Russia, as well as providing weapons to Ukraine, support to Ukraine, that show very clearly that uh, basically Russia has its days numbered as far as global support, uh, as far as global understanding and global connections. So. Do, do you it, it appears as though um, 
Putin has either another agenda that none of us really know, or he miscalculated, or he's crazy. Any thoughts on that? I think none of those options. I think Mr. Putin is very clear throughout his career that he does not want Ukraine to be a sovereign state, to be an independent state, and to be a state at all. And the reality is that he is just putting his policy into the fact now. He understands there is no future for democratic process for his point of view. And that's why, as far as Ukraine is concerned, he is putting it all now on this, uh, on this, in this war. And he was hoping to take us over in a matter of days. It's very obvious now that's not happening. It's very obvious that everyone's mobilizing. I've just seen a video of people walking out uh, in front of the Russian troops with nothing, with just Ukrainian flags and screaming at them that their hometown is Ukraine and the babushkas throwing potatoes at those soldiers. The point here is that, again, all of Ukraine now is mobilized for one simple goal, to keep our nation independent, to keep, keep our nation free, because, again, we have fought long and hard for many centuries for that chance. Mm-hmm. And now when we have it, we are not going to just give it up. I have, uh, I have done many episodes of my television show on Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. And what you have endured, uh, j- just the Holodomor is uh, uh, an abomination. And uh, I... I uh, am so glad to see you stand up against Russia and not go down. They, they wish you um, no good, no good. Can you tell me the Ukrainian uh, battle damage assessment, if you've seen that, or the Russian losses, uh, how, uh, how is that going? Obviously, it's very hard to estimate with all the information coming in, and you don't know what is fake news and what is what is accurate data, but it's uh, very obvious that the Russian losses are in their thousands now. We have tried to count the destroyed machinery, and we are counting more than hundreds of APCs, we are counting hundreds of tanks, uh, we have uh, destroyed many of their planes. Basically, it's very hard to estimate, but numbers I have seen are putting those facts uh, it, to be obvious that the Russian army is being slammed in Ukraine time and time and time again. And what is keeping your people going? I mean, the the uh, the typical thought would be that you are going to lose at one point. Uh, what is how what what is it that you're hearing or hearing others say that is keeping you together and keeping you pushing forward? It is our country. We are nowhere to go. We have. I'm, I was born in dependent Ukraine, and I wanted to die in dependent Ukraine. I basically here with my generation. I am completely unwilling to accept even entertain notion of Russian incorporation in, on Ukraine. The fact of the matter is that for us, there is no choice here. This is our land. Russia wants to destroy us, take over, and we will fight against them. And with everything we've got, like those babushkas waving Ukrainian flags. And we will get our country. We will push the Russians out. And we are doing that every single day, even in the Battle of Kiev, which I am experiencing right now. Um, I, again, wish you the best. Um, please pass on to all those that you see that the American people, our hearts are with you. We are seeing remarkable things come from, from you and your fellow citizens and uh, our hearts and our prayers are with you, and uh, we, we, at least I do, 
sincerely hope that the rest of the world uh, gives you whatever you need uh, to be able to hold on to your freedom. God bless you. Lord God, feeling nations, your word means the world to us. Uh, thank you very much for your support, for your prayers, for all the messages you keep sending to me and all of my countrymen. It means the world, the fact that the world is caring, listening, and joining in. God bless you. Thank you very much. The youngest member of the Ukrainian uh, parliament, um, CV. <laughs> Sivai uh, uh, Toslav, you rush, which I'm glad he hung up the phone before I butchered <laughs> his name that time. You can follow him at S-V-I-A-T-O-S-L-A-V-U-A. That's on uh, Twitter. You can follow him again. Um, these guys, uh, I think, are really remarkable heroes to stand where they are when they could get out. To have the Ukrainian president say, I don't need a ride. I need bullets. I thought that was, I mean, that's a Hollywood movie line. Back in just a second. Hey, it's tax time. Isn't that great? It's always stressful, you know. Um, but let me help you out on that. Um, identity thieves, uh, this is the time they love because they can file a bogus return and then pocket your refund. Wouldn't that be great? The IRS recommends electronic filing and using their pin tool for extra security. And you can check your financial accounts regularly to look for unusual activity. But the truth is, cyber criminals are really smart uh, and they can get around a lot of security measures. Keep in mind, they only have to succeed once. You have to succeed every time they try to get your stuff. This is why LifeLock is so important. They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, their restoration specialists can work with you to help you fix the problem quickly. Nobody can prevent all identity theft. But, man, it's LifeLock by Norton. I think they're the best. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, 25% off. Lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, I felt a little like I do with uh, Tanya's... I felt a little like I, I do when I when I used to speak to Tanya's uh, uncle Leo. I'd get about every fourth word, right? And then a lot of times you're just like, uh huh. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure I caught everything no. that he said. You got the vibe though. Yeah, I got the vibe. Mm -hmm. I got the vibe. I mean, wouldn't we? I like to think that we'd be the same way if we were being invited invaded by a more powerful outside enemy. I mean, it's our country. Where are we going? This is this is it. Oh, I think. I mean, I, I think if Putin were going to take on the United States, they would have to nuke Texas. They would never come into Texas. Uh, and I think they wouldn't come into a lot of the Western cities and Western states. You know, the, the, there are a lot of Americans in the red states, especially, that are just not going to give it up. No, no, thank you. I, I'm not sure about, you know, New York City. They might be like, yet but then again uh you know but i i think americans uh if it's a foreign power they would be against it if it is uh a 
a twist in our own government, I think they accept it. There's going to be a lot of bad outcomes from this battle. Uh, however, can we have one good one, which is can we finally, finally not hear anymore? What is your gun going to do against the military if they come to town? Isn't that crazy? Can we finally retire that nonsense after yeah, I this? I mean, the first thing the Taliban did was take all of the guns away from the people. Mm. The first thing the Ukrainians did were give all guns <laughs> to every person in Ukraine. It makes a difference. Uh, it makes a huge difference. They keep trying to give you this idea that, well, picture yourself. You're in your driveway. Tank pulls up. You've got your your handgun. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, in that scenario, that's but that's not reality. Reality is these guys have to get out of the tank. They're coming door to door. They it it's impossible to overrun a country that's well armed like the United States. It's all I mean, basically impossible. If, if the people decide to fight, it will go on. It will cost so much. It You're will increasing be, the cost of what they're trying to do. You know, we got in trouble in in with George Washington with the British because they were like, "You're not lining up in a line in fancy red jacket <laughs> so we can see you and shoot you." <laughs> uh, we were behind the trees. We learned that from the Native Americans. Yep, and they called us terrorists. Well, that's the way all war is fought right now. We lost the shiny red suits. Uh, with a target on the chest. Uh, instead, we fight, you know, guerrilla warfare. And that is the one thing that the Ukrainians are doing. Um, they're fighting unconventionally. And if they go, have to go in, the Russians have to go in door to door. It is a long, protracted, high death count kind of thing for any invading army. If your people are well armed. Gee, it's almost like the Second Amendment makes sense all of a sudden. Beave? The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, investors are saying now there's a 71% chance they raise overnight lending by 25 basis points. Great. I don't really, what? Look, here's the thing. Your money is going to cost you more to use it. You want to get a, um, you want to get a loan. You want to get any any kind of money, credit cards. It's going to cost you more because the Fed is going to raise interest rates. And with everything that is happening in the world, oh my, inflation is going to be bad. Please do everything you can to get out of debt. To make sure that you are not in high interest credit cards, please roll them over in a consolidation loan. I want you to call American Financing today to see if they can help you at all. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. The Great Reset is out in bookstores. Make sure you get your copy and get the first chapter free at glensnewbook.com. I don't know if you have read the lyrics of the Ukrainian national anthem, but I found myself looking them up this weekend. They come... The original line from a poet in 2003 is Ukraine has not yet died, neither her glory nor her freedom. 
And they've changed that just a little bit. Ukraine is not yet dead, nor its glory and freedom. Luck will still smile on us, brother Ukrainians. Our enemies will die as dew does in the sunshine. And we too, brothers, we'll live happily in our land. We'll not spare uh, either our souls or our bodies to get freedom. And we will prove that we are brothers, brothers of Kozak kin. That's pretty awesome. Where ours is asking us, hey, does that flag still wave? It talks about the past. Theirs talks about the future. And it starts with, hey, we're not dead yet. That's pretty amazing. I don't think I want to go up against a nation where they're singing their anthem and they're like, hey, we're not dead yet. And we're not going to give up our souls or our bodies for this thing called freedom. I think they probably mean it. They know the price to be paid. They know how precious freedom really is. I'm not sure we do. But they certainly do. They know how many people in their own country have paid the price, have been silenced by force. You know, at the beginning of the program today, I said that I wasn't sure that I understood what was happening in Ukraine and Russia. Something doesn't feel right to me. But I do understand one thing that is happening in the Ukraine. And I think it's happening all around the world. It's clear to me that the flame of freedom is now burning brighter than ever. The flicker of freedom always lives inside each human heart. It was put there by God. He fanned the spark of freedom in the hearts of the pilgrims. They first stepped off the Mayflower. It was William Bradford said, thus, out of small beginnings, greater things have been produced as one small candle may light a thousand. So the light here kindled hath shone unto many. That candlelight that always is so delicate and so close to being blown out was burning when the rebels tossed the tea into the harbor. It was raging as the founders signed the Declaration of Independence and forged across the Delaware, broken and battered. It was burning when brother rose against brother to free slaves. It was alive in the horrors of the trenches of the First World War. It was alive as we stormed the beaches of Normandy. It ignited a march against tyranny and fire hoses in the streets of Birmingham. It gave courage to young women like Rosa Parks. It was there when a lone man stood against the tanks in Tiananmen Square. It was there again this weekend as a lone man stood against the tanks in Ukraine. When truckers opposed tyranny in Canada... It was there, and it is ablaze today in the hearts of Ukrainians. 
We see it as they gather their weapons and stand. We hear it as they sing their national anthem while cleaning the glass in their living room window that had been blown out by a bomb. We admire it as young Ukrainian men flee. Not away from their country, but back to it in the form of safety of their homes abroad. We, we feel it as thousands of Germans gather in support of Ukraine under the Brandenburg Gate. As Russians are sent to prison because they participated in a revolt against their own leader's aggression. Is that not that flame of freedom bright? The fight against evil is ongoing. It has existed ever since man has been given agency. But the thing that evil does not know is that it never wins in the end. Doesn't matter who wears the mask of darkness, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Putin, Soros, Klaus Schwab, Biden, Tlaib, whoever tries to grab your security, whoever tries to grab your freedom, Trudeau. We need to just remember one line that we've heard a thousand times and say it out loud. The more you tighten your grip, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. You have to say it with a bad English accent. There was a candle that was lit on this land. And this candle, no matter who rules over it, that candle will not be extinguished. There are too many of us and too many of us around the world. We're seeing them in Hong Kong. We failed and we did nothing. We're seeing them in Ukraine. Personally, when I saw the tank roll over that car and that guy lived, I thought these guys are being protected. These guys might have some divine providence going their way. There is nothing more valuable than the gift of individual freedom. Nothing. Nothing. Not safety. Not food. Not a guarantee for whatever it is you want. Freedom is the ultimate gift. It's divine, and it comes to every man and every woman, no matter where they were born. That's what we fight for, and that's what we fight against. This weekend, I spoke at CPAC, and somehow or another, I was labeled as a pro-Putin guy. I don't understand that. Seeing that I have said multiple times, Putin is an evil, cold-blooded killer. And his death is something to celebrate. Don't get involved emotionally in these things. This is way too important. I know it's tough because you see what's happening on social media. You see what's happening, but... 
don't get swept up in the parade. I don't know what the right thing to do is other than all we can do without committing ourselves to war. But I would require if I'm going to commit myself, if I'm going to commit that I will do all that I can do, the government should stop telling me how much pain is coming my way while canceling oil drilling this weekend here in America, while buying oil from Iraq, I'm sorry, from Iran, while buying oil from Russia at a greater clip than we bought it two weeks ago. It's in what people do, not what they say. And right now, the only people that I see doing anything are inspirational. And they are the people, as always, the people who are just like you, just like your neighbors, that actually believe in something. Those people in Ukraine who didn't have a gun last week but now have a gun and will fight as hard as they possibly can so their children have a chance at making their own choices and further their own life the way they choose, not the way the state chooses. Sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. Plenty to be stressed out about recently, you know. Hey, how about... Taking one of the stress points off, like uh, the little check engine light. You know it's coming on. It does. And it only comes on at the worst time. I've never, well, I'm not sure anybody would ever say this, but I've never been in a position where you just got like a big fat bonus and the check engine light goes on. You're like, oh, perfect timing. I have the money. It doesn't happen that way. And even if it did, you wouldn't want to spend the money because your car is supposed to work. But as soon as the warranty goes out, that's when the check engine light usually comes on. Right now, don't worry about it. Get CarShield. You don't want to replace your car right now. Don't want to dead. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. It's CarShield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888. Save 10% now. Deductible may apply. CarShield.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Well, there's a new development. Uh, The president of the European Commission has now said the European Union is closing its airspace to Russian aircraft. Um, They just held a press conference. We are shutting down the EU airspace for Russians. Uh, Prohibition on all Russian-owned, Russian-registered, or Russian-controlled aircraft. These aircraft will no longer be able to land in, take off, or overfly the territory of the EU. Our airspace will be closed to every Russian plane, and that includes private jets of oligarchs as well. Holy cow. Holy cow. 
Now, we can't fly over their airspace, I'm sure, uh, which they have a lot of airspace. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that, but this could also hurt on the global supply chain and moving things from place to place if you're avoiding all Russian airspace. If this thing drags on for them and they're feeling the economic catastrophe that they're feeling right now and it goes on for a long time there's a good chance that pe- that factions inside that country rise up against Putin. oh i think can you imagine you went to bed friday and your dollar was you know worth what it is today and then you get up today and it's worth 20 cents right that that's what happened to the ruble today. It's probably going to get worse. Yeah, and they're saying that it may completely collapse. And like you know, Russia is not—I don't know—it's not, uh, I don't know, the Taliban, right? Like this is a this there you know, there's Gucci stores littering the streets of Moscow. Yep. Right? Like there are a lot of people who are yep. used to a really nice Western life, uh, living in Russia. They're used and they come here all the time, which is a whole other situation. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of money, a lot of expensive things. People don't want to be, especially for this. They don't see this as like the war, you know, the Cold War even. They see this as like, well, why are we doing this exactly? Imagine if we, our government just said, you know what? We're taking Mexico. Yeah, we're going for it. We're going for Mexico, Mm -hmm. you know? And all of us in the country would be like, wait, wait, we're what? Well, Mexico has been... A uh, genocide. Yeah. There's a genocide of some English-speaking people in Mexico. And we'd so. be like, wait, do you have any evidence? We're, uh, sorry, we're already in. <laughs> uh, and then we're dealing with our an 80% drop of an, in our economy, in our dollar. Uh, no one will do business with us. We can't go on vacations. We can't... I mean, God, Joey Behar wouldn't be able to get to Italy. Think of all the terrible <laughs> things that could come from this. But yeah. it, it would affect so many people. We certainly wouldn't be like, you know... I just trust Biden on the genocide thing. I mean, it probably is Mm-mm. happening in Mexico. That is not how Mm-mm. we'd react to it. Mm-mm. Now, look, they have and control over the media. If, it's different. but Especially if, well, don't they hear too? At some level. I mean, we get the information, I think, yeah. even though it's we get we have a lot of But if they were sources. shutting down people, like they're shutting down in Russia. I mean, you're going out. Those people are so brave. Yeah. So brave. Incredible. You're going out in Russia, in Moscow, <laughs> to... To protest against Putin, he's a killer. I was watching CNN when this was all first happening, and they're in like this some of the, some square in like St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah. And they're just there's protesters out there walking behind the reporter, and they're just taking him and just Loading throwing him in the van. Right. I saw the same yeah. thing. I saw the same thing, and it right was in like front of the reporter. Yeah, and it was like when he finished, it was like 25 people have been you know just picked <laughs> up in the last since I started talking. You're like, this is a problem. Yeah, and then that van pulls away, another van another pulls van, up, they yep. start loading people in. Yep. I mean, imagine having that courage. It's it's good to see that there are those people, and I and you have to remember there are those factions, those anti-Putin factions who have been crushed by Putin's strong arm tactics. But if the people, if the, if if they start feeling this sort of pain, those structures around him that have protected Putin at the top of that government can start collapsing pretty quickly. And there's a lot of billionaires over there who want their stuff and they they don't think about this the same way Vladimir Putin does. They're not all former KGB agents. And that structure around him could wind up collapsing if this can drag on and the and the pain is real in their economy. It's possible. It oh, it, very possible. 
I'm Very trying to be possible. optimistic here. Yeah. No, and the show you know what? optimism. It is possible, Stu. Probably not going to happen. Probably <laughs> not going to happen, but very possible. Uh, I would pray like you haven't prayed before. Pray for your nation. Pray for the sanity of leaders and those leaders who are not sane that uh, maybe they die soon. Um, Putin, if he's, if he's clear-headed, holy cow, are we in trouble. If he's insane, hopefully he dies soon uh, because there is no dealing with a madman. And I don't think he is. I think he's got a different goal. This is the Glenn Beck.